This is episode five of the pod, and what a week it has been. Superstar Shakeup is now complete. There's some folks on Raw. There's some folks on SmackDown. I'm still where I was this time last week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this week we're going to go over a couple things, uh, namely the Superstar Shakeup. I'll give my thoughts on that, and then we will also tell a couple of stories as per usual. Um, I think, you know, first off, I, I have horrible allergies and I may be sniffling, but I will keep it to a minimum. You have my word. I will try to do that. So, you know, all things considered, I think Superstar Shakeup was good. Uh, there's a good mixture on Raw and on SmackDown. Um, I think there were, of course, a couple of mishaps, namely with, uh, Heavy Machinery, um, not being announced for Raw or SmackDown. There was some story that I was that I was reading about that, so that was always cool. So for Raw, um, we have officially on the roster. So we have Lacey Evans, EC3, who I thought was already on Raw, but I guess that just made this official, and he was like free agent. Alistair Black in Ricochet, which I had a feeling was going to happen. I think that's Great, I just, I worry with Raw being such a huge roster that they're going to kind of get lost in the mix eventually, but, um, you know, maybe not. I've been proved wrong before. Uh, 205 Live. There was a couple guys from 205 Live who I had a feeling were going to be, I guess, called up. Um, That's what I would call it. And that's Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy. Cedric Alexander ended up on Raw, so that's another one that I'm afraid is going to get lost in the shuffle, but certainly has the potential not to, Um, so we will see how that one goes. We have Eric Young. Apparently, Sanity is completely dead, and from what I gather on social media, I think um, Alexander Wolfe may be departing WWE uh, at this point, but... I'm not sure. So Eric Young on Raw. Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like. Naomi on Raw. The Usos on Raw was cool. I mean, I had a feeling. (laughs) I had a feeling after I saw the graphic that said the Usos uh, by accident while Rude and Gable were out there. Um, Rey Mysterio on Raw. Zelina Vega and Andrade on Andrade. Uh, Whatever. Uh, CN Almas. Uh, just Andrade now, I guess, uh, which is great for Alistair Black, um, as Zelina Vega is Alistair Black's fiance or husband, something, one of the two, uh, The Miz, um, or if you listen to the major wrestling figure podcast this week, The Mize, uh, and the big one, AJ Styles to Raw, so, you know, I'm looking forward to some Seth Rollins, AJ Styles stuff going on. Uh, I think that's a solid, solid thing for Raw. SmackDown, not as um, diverse of a list. Or I guess it's diverse, but just not as big, which makes sense because SmackDown's, at this current time, uh, the runtime for SmackDown's uh, about an hour shorter. Um, so, uh, for SmackDown, as I mentioned earlier, between Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy, had a feeling they were both going to be called up. Um, Buddy Murphy is on SmackDown, so that's 
cool. Lars Sullivan ended up on SmackDown, which I'm surprised they seem to be trying to make sort of a big deal, but I guess that's good. You have Braun on Raw, Lars on SmackDown. I'm sure they'll have some sort of SummerSlam or Survivor Series or something moment. Um, Kyrie Sane called up from NXT. Um, Liv Morgan, so the Riot Squad disbanding. Mickey James. Apollo Crews, so he can job on SmackDown. Um, Chad Gable, so they're breaking up Rude and Gable, which is kind of a bummer. Was a big fan of theirs. Ember Moon, Bailey, really ramping up the SmackDown Live um, women's division. Elias, which, man, I don't know how I feel about that one. It's kind of weird, but that's, I, I guess that's cool. Um, Finn Balor, which is fantastic. I had a feeling um, that was going to happen. Um, you know, he dropped the belt on Monday, so had a feeling. Um, or maybe he didn't drop the belt. No, he did. I don't know, guys. I, you know, that's the way it goes. I think he did. Wouldn't make sense if he didn't. Um, and the big one, the big dog, Roman Reigns. Um, so just an attempt to make SmackDown a more respectable show and set them up for Fox later this year. <clears throat> I think that's a solid plan. Um, overall, that was, you know... Pretty cool. Excited to see what some of these folks are going to do on opposing shows. And uh, those are really my thoughts. Like, I'm not, you know, in years past, I've been way more critical. But, you know, as of late, I'm just kind of enjoying the product. And I think that's what you're supposed to do anyway. So, I, you know, I'm I'm happy with it, man. I think uh, there's a lot of good stuff to come. Playing world, there's... A show on Vice I, I really would love to recommend. Um, it's called The Dark Side of the Ring. Um, it's making headlines, so I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, but if you haven't, go check it out. It's basically just retellings of famous stories or incidents in professional wrestling and documentary style with some reenactments and uh, interviews from, from folks. And there's like a Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth one. And, uh, there's some interviews with some folks who were former wwe employees and some just some other like wrestling personalities and it's it's a very well done show so if you're a wrestling fan i i can't recommend it enough the most recent one that i watched was the reenactment of the um you know murder really of bruiser brody um really kind of draws you in and uh the reenactment uh, character was a guy out of Nashville who I actually used to wrestle with uh, named Josephus. Um, so he did a great job and that's a great segue into the story time for this week. So I, I think I want to kind of keep it in the same realm as the last few episodes. Um, I'm going to stick around uh, us being in PPW. I think this is mid 2012 at this point. Um, the, the drives there were some of my favorite times. We would really have probably, you know, around three hours or so to just sit and like talk about the match and gimmick and characters. And we were just like all in, um, you know, I, I feel like I remember the drive home on this specific match and obviously I'll get to the match, but this drive home was like, and, and there's many reasons and it'll, it'll make sense later on um we came up with this um idea that i 
still wish if we would have stuck with it, we would have used. But at this point, you know, our our characters, as I have previously discussed, we were like male model types. Um, we threw in a lot of like comedy stuff. Like we we're really into Chuck Taylor and Colt Cabana and guys like that. So we would high pitch scream a lot and uh, just do dumb things. And we basically tried to act like children and talk about our mommies and did you know dumb shit like that and uh we're gonna add an extra layer onto that and have it be even a little more like crude so a lot of our offense was um martial arts based as we were both martial arts fans grew up loving rvd that was our guy so as you can imagine we're very heavily influenced through like kickboxing and stuff like that so we were gonna really like amp up the fact that we were like karate slash kickboxing experts uh and we were going to talk about how um huge our dicks were basically and uh in um wcw there was the young dragons uh with like jamie noble and uh kaz i can't remember i can't pronounce his last name uh and and uh jimmy yang and so we were going to be the hung dragons so we would, you know, reference our um, immense cock sizes and then also uh, kick the shit out of you, um, all while still acting, you know, similar. And it was uh, it was cool. We wanted to do like a faction, so we would need more folks in that. But I always remember that idea. There's even one of my like Instagram posts is titled that because I think that's fucking hilarious and I would have loved to have done that. But we didn't get that far and that is okay. So... That just kind of drives home the, the point of how fun uh, those drives actually were. So I think that this show, this this show is starting to get a little more popular. And so I think we had a little bit of a bigger crowd. Maybe, maybe this, this one had a bigger crowd. And we kind of continued our feud with James Cole, Draven Lee. And, uh, you know, it was kind of business as usual. And, uh, I, I, the match, you know, we were all still kind of trying to like figure out what we wanted to be, what we wanted to do, what made a good match. And we were having some communication breakdown. Um, I think we wanted to do a lot more than they were expecting and, and they hadn't really worked a ton of matches that had like a lot of stuff because, you know, in that area, it was a lot of Southern stuff. And we were trying to not be like that. And, and not to say that they were necessarily like that. It just, you know, I, I just don't think that they were used to it. So the great part about PPW is that, as I mentioned, Toby, um, who, who ran the promotion, was really, really cool to us. And we got along really well. So we had a lot of say in what we wanted to do. I mean, we didn't necessarily have, like, booking power, but we had a pretty good, you know, suggestion power and um i i think we advertised them a lot and we were just well liked we just treated everybody really nice and i think we're naturally like okay to be around so um we got a lot of creative freedom and in this match um we we were getting a lot of heat finally which is great a real southern crowd a lot of like f-words being thrown at us like the the homophobic kind and uh 
a lot of Zach uh, being our manager and just like bugging the crowd, saying ridiculous shit, telling them to go back to their trailers. Um, there's one video where it opens up with him screaming something like, you go back to your trailer with your cream cheese. Uh, one of my favorite things to say to a fan of all time. And they would just yell back at him and it was a, it was a good time. I remember in this particular match, there's like an old man in the front who maybe swung his cane or something at Zach and just, you know, a lot of, a whole lot of fun. Um, so we, uh, how, you know, the match was going fine. And in this particular moment, I, I, I remember calling a, Gosh, you know, obviously this is like eight years ago, so I don't quite remember, but it's, or seven years ago. Uh, I don't know how to do math, but I never said that I did. So, uh, and it was, it was something like, maybe I said like, you know, duck the line. So like he would throw a clothesline, I would duck it and then let's do a double down, which would mean we both close on each other on the way back in. Something like that. Um, as the footage would show, I think that, or no, yeah, I wanted him to duck my line. So so I, I shoot him off, I, I call it, and I don't think that he quite got it, and I think that I thought he did. So I'm going to shoot the line, brother. Um, so I'm throwing this this clothesline or this lariat at him, and I just noticed that he's not quite like low, so I remember kind of jumping in the air to like make sure I didn't take his fucking head off. And he jumped with me and also threw a clothesline at the same time that I was not expecting because I thought he was going to duck and ended up essentially um, hammer fisting me directly in my face. And the footage is on YouTube and it's hilarious to watch me like float through the air and then land on the ground. Um, it shattered my nose. I mean, completely shattered it. And I still recall like the moments, like it hit me. Everything went black for a second but I remember like hitting the mat and like it was a lot of pain and I'm not somebody who gets bloody noses. Like I really never had one uh, my entire life up to this point. And I remember getting hit and, and then just laying and then just immediate like sinus pressure almost. And, uh, and then in my whole like nose area, like under my eyes, I remember just like went numb and I felt like even my like lip went numb, my upper lip. And, uh, so I'm laying there and, uh, I just noticed that there's like some, some red and I don't think you put together that your nose is bleeding at that point. So what I did is I blew out as hard as I possibly could and, uh, out comes just a ridiculous amount of blood it just sprayed all over the place and i was like oh my god and then it just felt like someone shoved like two tampons up my nose immediately and i couldn't like breathe out of it it felt completely clogged and you know to this day i still actually have that feeling because i never did anything about this super super sensitive um i remember i was like spitting blood out because my head was like kind of tilted back but then really not a lot of pain i remember spitting blood out like kind of like at someone at the on the audience as I was laying there who yelled something at me. And then I just remember getting pissed off because I felt like the match was falling apart and we just, you know, we just started laying our shit in and super kicking the fuck out of them and not that they did anything like wrong or we were trying to be dicks, but it just 
it was frustrating and I, we were trying to really get things going and I was kind of discombobulated, I think, and there's just blood and I was confused. So then we had our entourage at this point, which was Zach and our other buddy Chance would come with us and be like our cameraman, which was our like old idea. So he'd always be with us, like walking around with a backwards hat filming us, which really um, I should have talked about earlier because that whole entourage thing really assisted our gimmick and um, was really, really cool to do. Um, anyway, so I go up to the camera afterwards and I, I know that my nose is pretty fucked and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just being stupid. I go to the back and take a picture and my nose is literally like four times the size of my head. Um, super overdramatic, but it was definitely way swollen and way bigger than it had normally been. And uh, also crooked. Um, and I have never gotten that fixed. I uh, just kind of was like, whatever, man, that happened. And I just never did anything about it. I don't even think I thought about it, you know? I was like 20, didn't care, just had a bloody nose broken couldn't breathe out of it breathe through my mouth now um that paired with allergies is not cool so um that kind of that happened <laughs> and uh that was that was just one of those things where like i hadn't really been injured in wrestling like i've been hurt like i've had like fat fucks like sent on the back of my head well to break up a pinfall which i recall um that like made me really dizzy i had what I had talked about in like that first pod where um, homeboy kicked me in the face and that wasn't cool, but this was like a real like legit, like something's broken scenario. And like, I don't know. I feel like it made me, it toughened me up a little bit. It made me feel pretty, pretty good about myself. Um, for whatever reason, it's not a reason to anyway. So we edit the footage, pop it up on YouTube and I think it's fantastic. And I just watch it sometimes because it's kind of funny. Um, and that was the thing, and that that company is really where I saw the majority of my injuries that ended up lasting a long time. Um, I was really, I would we would go early, like I like I had um, talked about before, and, and practice like moves and stuff, and just work on like chain wrestling and try to get our flippy shit down before the show. And uh, this is where I was like perfecting like standing shooting star presses and things like that, and trying to get good at like moonsaults and, and springboards and things like that. And then at one point I did some sort of flip bump and I don't know what I did, but it was a front like forward flip. And when I landed, like I had my, my chin forward, but my neck like whiplash and I just got this pain and my entire body, like all the way down my spine, all the way to my hands and like my toes were like really tingly and it was really, really weird. Um, and I laid there for a second, then I was like, oh, I'm good. And my neck was just kind of sore. And then I remember that night, um, I had, I took like a, I don't know, I guess a Samoan driver. So they have you up like the, like a fireman's carry standing and then you sit out with it. And uh, I remember kind of landing a little bit on my neck on that one and just feeling like weird. Like my neck was just like stiff after that. And uh like just really uncomfortable to sleep on, but it would, you know, it wouldn't bug me too much. Like I wouldn't lose feeling all the time. It was just sometimes. And, um, I, I think like the very next week we were working on some spots and we were working on a spot where Mike, like, you know, something that we could do in like a singles and, um, Mike jumps up onto the ropes onto like the middle rope in the corner as if he's going to maybe do like a moonsault or something. I get like underneath him, head between the legs, 
uh, for like a power bomb in that kind of position. And I, I pull him and I go to pull him off the ropes and literally my head and my chin got stuck like directly in his crotch and pulled my head back as I was moving forward and like wrenched my neck backwards again. And I instantly lost feeling like in my feet, I remember. And I kind of like went down to one knee and I just like, oh, it was like so sore. Um, I still worked a match that night and didn't really think anything of it. It didn't really bug me in matches or anything. And, you know, I was taking suplexes and power bombs and slice bread number twos and shit all all you know all over the place and i never really thought about it and you know i'd wake up with some neck soreness and stiffness and like some back soreness but um the neck like over time especially like over the next like couple years really started hardening up like i literally to this day can't look like up um and I don't know what to do about that. I just never went to the doctor. I mean, I've been to the chiropractor, but it's just like um, the range of motion is just not great. Um, to add to that around that time, I was really working on spiking moves, which is just perfect for a neck problem um, where, you know, like you take a DDT and you land like completely spiked on the top of your head, like a, like a Rob Van Dam situation. So that was cool, and I remember one in particular where I really, like, you, you want to kind of pad that with your forearms, um, and I didn't, and I really, truly, pretty much spiked myself directly on the top of my head in front of maybe five people, so it was super worth it, and I I really, really fucked myself up. Um, I remember taking that, it was another one of those, like, tinglys and just like instant pain like pain pain i thought i literally like like i definitely compressed it but i thought i broke my neck i was like oh sh- fuck here we go this is what my mom was afraid of and um it was scary for a minute but then like it was cool and we finished things out adrenaline's pumping but that that really like that was when i really started to notice every day i really had to stretch my neck out and it was cracking a lot more like i was you know self-adjusting a lot more and it just it was so bad um and that's just kind of one of the things that like it's i mean it's the nature of the beast really it's like even if you don't have an immediate like i i took this one move i did this one spot where i really hurt myself it's really just like an accumulation and you don't even have to be taking moves on the body part you got to be thinking for your neck like you know, whiplash, like I said, I took like a flip bump and landed on my back, but my head just like kind of snapped backwards a little bit and it just, it wrenched it. Um, and then just accumulation in general, your elbows, oh man, my elbows and knees are so terrible from dropping to my knees and, and landing on my elbows. And like, that's with knee pads and elbow pads, man. Um, and, and I only did this for like three years. Like imagine these dudes that are doing this for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And, and especially those guys in WWE who are, who are doing it, you know, 265 days a year or whatever crazy amount of time, um, they work is. And it's really like not a smart thing to do. Uh, but it's a lot of fun and, uh, I definitely don't regret it. And I, I, I'm glad that I did it, but my body's really beat up for my age. And like, there's things like in the gym that I, it's just tough for me to do. And, and 
I can do it, but it, it just, it really hurts the next day. And I think, um, on that note, same with like jujitsu, like there's times when I'm like rolling with guys or I'll, I'll have, I'll, you know, we'll be free rolling. And, and I, I just, man, um, I can just feel like it's just, there's something different. It's just, it doesn't feel good. Like my neck and like my knees, like, especially like if you know anything about jujitsu, there's, you know, um, a full guard is essentially someone between your legs. And there's a, there's a variation of that called a rubber guard. Um, and the 10th planet system, um, that's like their, their, uh, their bread and butter. Um, and, uh, essentially you just pull the leg from the back, like basically over their head. So you have to have a lot of hip dexterity and flexibility. And I feel that in my knees and in my lower back, regardless of how much I stretch, regardless of how warmed up I am. And and I just have to attribute that to wrestling and just beating my body up. And it's one of those things where it really puts you in disadvantage. And obviously there's, there's guys that end up in wheelchairs for their entire lives after this. Um, and and that's just kind of the risk that you take. You never know what's what's gonna happen. Um, I think we can even pivot if we're on the injury um, side of things. So you know, and this one indirectly, this happened to Mike, and he, you know, he he went he went to wrestling school before me. Um, I was still in California as he was kind of like finishing up and like started working matches at the USWO, and he was in a tag team match and. Um, the the gentleman uh, with the mohawk he was working uh, got him up on his shoulder like a Canadian backbreaker rack. And um, he did a move where he would basically do like a dominator. If, if you remember Farouk, um, he would do the dominator, but he would sit out with it. I, I believe like the name for like the guy who does it a lot in Japan. I cannot remember his name. Terrible with that. Um, it's called the King Kong Buster, but he basically did that. You got to remember, like, Mike is six foot three. So he's, he's like a really tall, like long guy. And I think, you know, the, the gentleman he was working just didn't really take that into account. And I think that's just, it happens, but instead of, you know, flipping him out, he sat real quickly and ended up essentially just giving him like a, a legit shoot pile driver and Mike landed directly on his neck, and it was nasty. I was actually in the in the uh, the audience because I was still kind of training, and uh, I dude it, it it freaked me out, man. It was bad. It was really, really, really bad. And you know the ref went and checked on him, and and he was because you could visibly tell like it was it was a bad landing, um, and and I think that was really scary. Like I think those are some of the reasons that Mike really truthfully didn't want to keep doing this because it's it's um it's man it's scary and it's bad and he already had back problems you know you're at a disadvantage anyway so this is just it's not a good one um you know aside from from those things you also have to just think about the fact that you know you're essentially letting somebody fuck you up really like you're letting them hit you in the head um you know obviously with not as much force as as you would in in like a legitimate fight but you know, you're letting someone hit you in the head. You're letting somebody kick you in the ribs or in the back and slam you onto the ground and, and slam you onto your face and your head and your neck. Um, and over time, you know, I believe the saying is that it's like a uh, like a car crash. Every time you take a bump, that's like uh, one of the 
things people say and you know that might be true um it's it really is a bummer and you can tell like when you uh have been working a lot uh or wrestling a lot like any amount of time off whether that's like a couple weeks or a couple months and then you get back in there that callus you built up i mean it's still there a little bit but it it fades pretty quickly and you really feel everything because when you're working like every week and every weekend or, or whatever and it just on a semi-regular schedule your body does build up that callus and certain things don't feel great but for the most part like taking the bumps and and getting you know slammed you kind of just get used to it and it's not so bad um the next day sucks generally, but, um, the, you know, for the most part, it's not too bad. And then, like I said, when you take that time off, it is the fucking worst, man. Um, it really fucks you up. Um, I think it's really evident. We worked shows with, with guys that were, had been around, um, namely like Raven used to show up a lot at USWO and, uh, work Josephus, who I talked about actually pretty frequently. And, um, Raven, uh, I mean, he was, he was a cool guy. He wasn't like super talkative, but he was a cool guy. And, um, you could just see, man, his body, like just the way that, that just the way he walked, um, when he wasn't, you know, going to the ring and, and sometimes even when he was, it just, man, it was, it was bad. That's just years of abuse. Um, but that's, again, that's what you sign up for. I think I want to start getting into some of the, you know, guys that I work shows with that are of note, because those are some fun stories, honestly. Um, And, you know, we're going to be jumping around the timeline. Um, Sometimes we're going to be sticking to one one thing um, or one like era. Let's give myself a shitload of credit. It was a few years, but we're going to be sticking to like one particular point in time um and then other times we'll we'll jump back and we'll jump forward and we'll just kind of do whatever i want because it's my podcast so it's just the way it goes um so i i kind of want to end off with um something outside of of the uh the story time and i definitely want to retry what we did uh probably on the first one um where we pull up reddit as I spend a lot of time on there and I see if there's any posts that are of note and just comment on them. And truthfully, it's really tough because it's a lot of like videos and pictures, but I, I do, I rarely check social media and stuff like that throughout the day. So sometimes I'm kind of late to the party on stuff and I have not been on Reddit at all today. So I think it'd be kind of fun to learn together. So the first thing I'm seeing here, that's not just a picture it's from Dana Brooke. It says, Dana Brooke goes off on Sam Roberts for burying her on commentary on main event. Sam, always thought we were cool, but damn, wondering why WWE doesn't have you on a lot. You bury people. Spelled incorrectly. Um, what you have accomplished, dot, dot, dot. Or what have you accomplished, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Prob gave up at it. Unlike me, I pushed through never giving up. Uh... And I don't watch main event. So this is probably the worst thing for me to comment on. But I, you know, Sam Roberts. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, really. I mean, he says dumb shit all the time. And if it's not dumb, it's just annoying. And I mean, I think the comments on here pretty much relay that. Sam Roberts is starting to get a bit carried away with his shoot shtick. Um, 
I mean, that's pretty much what all the comments are saying. They're siding with Dana, so essentially it just sounds like Homeboy's just being a dick. Um, man, WWE did a 12-dream opponent. WWE wants to face the Mrs. Dad. I'm not even... That's hilarious. Um, e and C Pod of Awesomeness is now called the Awesomeness Experience. I have not listened to the ENC pod yet. And that reminds me, I was, as I was reading off the uh, draft stuff, I actually missed one because I wanted to save it to the end. And I think it's the most, uh, (laughs) I think it's the most controversial thing this week with the shakeup. It's that (sighs) War Machine, War Raiders, we're called up, which I'm not surprised. I think that they're a great like act together. Then they're a lot of fun to watch. They have great matches. Their match at Takeover with Ricochet and Alistair Black was insanity. Um, but uh, they get called up, and just for some reason, I think it had to do with they don't want to say war on TV. But they're called the Viking Experience, and to me, that sounds like some kind of like porn thing. Um, but it's or like something you would pay like 12 bucks and get to wear like one of those fucking hats and like watch fake Viking shows or something. I don't know what I'm saying, but I think the general consensus is that is just an awful name and just they really could have done anything else. They, they could have just called them the Raiders. Like, I don't know, dude, that was oh, my God, it's so bad. So I think Edge and Christian really taking a shot at that. From Christian, I just feel like everyone's going to love that. Uh, (laughs) Think of it what you will. I just think it has a great ring to it and it'll have a real connection. And then apparently the producer said, you know, that makes you want to put on a Viking hat for some reason. Oh, guys, that's funny. Shots fired. Terrible, terrible name, but that's kind of just how it goes. And eventually it loses its silliness. So... Is what it is. A mention of Dark Side of the Ring, like I talked about earlier. Great, great series. If you take anything away from this, it should be that. Um, man, other than that. Maybe we won't do this anymore, guys. I'm not above <laughs> I'm not above saying that that was a bust, man. Or maybe I should just prep more. But, you know, honestly, I just do this for fun, so whatever ooh, 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 ooh. uh jim Cornette on the origin of wrestling terminology that is something that i'm gonna go ahead and recommend everybody watch i'm gonna watch it i'll come back next week and talk about it how about that so guys i i think that'll do it for this week um last week there was a twofer because i just really wanted to keep talking um and, and i wanted to finish my my story out um, this week we touched a little bit on injuries and next week, I don't know where we'll go in the timeline. Maybe we'll stop by USWO again. We'll talk about our first trip down to Alabama. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll get something out. Other than that, I really appreciate you guys listening. Thanks so much. Um, uh, I am on Twitter at spandex pod. Um, shoot me a question, shoot me a comment, whatever, whatever you want to do. Tweet me, tweet at me. Um, and other than that, guys, uh, go watch a match from the Viking experience. Go watch Dark Side of the Ring. And, uh, have a good one. From Spandex Planet, this has been 